wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. I want to say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. We hope that you have a great Christmas and holiday season. Today, I have Rebecca Boyd. She's an outdoor enthusiast, but more importantly, she is a gun enthusiast. When I go out, I just want to have fun. You know, I want to make sure that I'm bettering myself and my skills and my knowledge. Each time I purchase a new gun, I'm educating myself more. I do more reading. I really try to read up on what I'm going to buy and what I'm going to get myself into. So first, I got the 380 Smith & Wesson. And I really liked it, it's a little jumpy, and just because of the size. When I talk to women, when they're wondering what they should get, you know, you don't really know how you're gonna like it until you shoot it, what the recoil's really gonna be like. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. On this episode, we are just a few days away from Christmas, so I want to say Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. We hope that you have a great Christmas and holiday season, and uh, let's let's not forget the reason for the season, and that is Jesus Christ. He was born on Christmas, and He's our Lord and Savior, and we just want to say thank you, Jesus, and Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. But guys, I have a really cool guest. Today I have Rebecca Boyd, and she is from the Pennsylvania area. She's an outdoor enthusiast, but more importantly, she is a gun enthusiast, and she is a big supporter of the Second Amendment. And uh, so, Rebecca, thanks for being on tonight. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And I love that intro, and Merry Christmas to everyone. All, all right. Yeah. All right. So this was really cool because we are at Burke's Gun Shop in Meshoppin, Pennsylvania. And I have uh, spent a lot of time here at Burke's, probably more than I should. And <laughs> thankfully, I have a very understanding wife. <laughs> I like to shoot guns, and this is a good place to buy guns and shoot guns. So yep. if you're in the area, be sure and check out Burke's Gun Shop. And uh, But... Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. So I, I got to know, like, what got you into hunting or what got you into shooting? Uh, so I grew up as a child um, around a, a dad who always hunted. So um, I never really had the interest until I was older. I was in my 20s um, before I even really shot a gun. So I always had toy guns as a kid. You know, I I had those little revolvers that you put the pellets in and you shoot and they smoke. And I loved that. Um, But in my 20s, I was starting just to want something for self-defense, mostly starting out for home self-defense, just to have something. Um, And it was also like, you know, politics that got me into it just because um, I'm a big advocate of the Second Amendment. So when I started um, in search of my first gun, uh, I did a lot of reading just to educate myself, you know, to see what would be best to start out with. Um, And a lot of the advice I was given was just to start out with something that you're comfortable with, um, something easy to shoot. So I got a 22 long rifle, semi-automatic, a little Mossberg, it was, just a lot of fun to shoot so and it was one of those 
bad semi-automatic rifles. So, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. That's where I started. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people start in that way, right? They get a 22, something that's very manageable, mm-hmm. no recoil. It's easy on the ears. Right. And it's something that you can learn the fundamentals about and learn gun safety, gun control. That, the gun control that we want is holding the end of the gun steady, right? Right. And so it's, it's a really good way. Was there... Anything that you liked more about a twenty-two versus any of the other guns? Um, n- not in particular. Um, just starting out, just to get myself feeling comfortable with it. That was really the only reason that I went with a twenty-two. Um, I was kind of uh, new to the whole gun world, you know, so I wanted to start off with something like that and then work my way up to, uh, higher calibers. So, yeah. so, and I did, <laughs> I definitely did. Okay. So you've shot multiple calibers now, mm-hmm. right? Anything, have you shot any fully automatic guns? I have. Yeah. Even, a full auto scar. That was tons of fun. Um, I've shot a 50 caliber, which was also a lot of fun. So if you ever get the opportunity, highly recommend. Um, But they're a lot of fun and it definitely gives you that adrenaline rush. And it's just, you know, it's such a good time. Obviously expensive to shoot, you know, because you go through so much ammo, but it's definitely worth the experience. So yeah. Which was more fun, the scar? Or the 50 cal? Oh, that's a tough call. I would say probably the 50 cal just because of the experience, you know, when you pull the trigger, it's just like, you know, air in your face. It was underneath the tent and you could just see like the tent kind of blow up with air and that, you know, just so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the scar. So my buddy Dallas has a scar Mm -hmm. and it was chambered in 308, semi-automatic. Right. And he had a Pulsar thermal on the uh, clip-on scope, and we Mm -hmm. were pig hunting out in West Texas. And I was out there working, so I wasn't really prepared to go hunting, but we were hunting at night with thermals. And uh, Mm -hmm. hearing protection was not something that we brought along with us. And about, I think, the 10th hog we killed that night, I, mm-hmm. I told him, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I can't shoot this anymore. My, right. My ears are ringing. Right. And so maybe this is a really good episode to be <laughs> pro hearing protection, eye right. protection. Make right. sure you use it. <laughs> oh, definitely. I've gone without the hearing protection before. And, oh, yeah, you can really do some damage pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> So, um, ha- what like what would be um, probably your most fun thing that you've done that's involved in the gun industry? Um, I would say uh, long range and just target practice in general. Like um, when I go out, I just want to have fun. You know, I want to make sure that I'm bettering myself and my skills and my knowledge. Yeah. So, I feel like it's a bit of both, and I feel like. You know, each time I purchase a new gun for, you know, something different, um, I'm educating myself more, you know, just in in a different in a different way. So, you know, I do more reading. I really try to read up on what I'm going to buy and what I'm going to get myself into. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of homework, a lot mm-hmm. of background information. Right. Um, which is really unique 
in a way how you came to um, shooting, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Most people go to the range because they're trying to get better for hunting. Right. And you hunt, but it's not your primary focus. Your focus is, like you just said, getting better and, mm-hmm. and sharpening your skills as a marksman. Right. So I think that's pretty cool because my journey into shooting and spending time at the range came because i wanted to be a better hunter right and when i grew up the way that we you know we would go to my grandmother's or my grandfather's and shoot our guns Mm -hmm. and my dad would say all right here's two bullets like make sure your gun's still on right and if it wasn't then obviously we took the time to shoot and Mm -hmm. make sure Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like all right here's a box of bullets go shoot get ready for hunting season it was here's two bullets and so Mm -hmm. when i moved out and i started to understand you know I can get better at this, not just shooting 100 yards, but I can shoot 200, 300, 400, 500, you know, right. stretch this thing out, get mm-hmm. really good at those far distances. That way, mm-hmm. the up close gets better. And right, so, right. What's your, what's your go-to long-range gun? Um, My Savage Axis, it's just the 308, yep. but it's really my preferred. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. the Savage brand has come so far. Really from, from years ago and so mm-hmm. one of my favorite guns is my savage model 10 tactical chambered in 308 yep i have a savage axis and a 22250 and mm-hmm. a and 243 right my 22250 um i actually took it over to my buddies he reloads and he does a lot of long range and competition shooting and he mm-hmm. typically shoots the six uh br mm-hmm. and uh we uh we we put the boroscope in and we were looking we were counting the thread or those um not the threads oh daggone the uh spin yeah and uh from there he was like man this gun for you know for what it is it's right. a really nice gun yep and so he's like you're not shooting factory ammo out of this so we started <laughs> making specific loads seeing which bullets it liked which Mm-hmm. You know, which grain it liked and then we started messing with uh the charge and right. different powders and things like that and so mm-hmm. we were by the time we were done in a, like a three-day window mm-hmm. we had it shooting and touching bullet holes at 350 yards and i'm like awesome without his help because he you know i, I look at him as a mentor right without his help i wasn't going to be able to do that you know i can hit a target at 350 yards but to yeah. consistently group in a you know less than one inch circle right you know it i needed all of his expertise for oh that, yeah there's so. definitely something to it yeah. you know it's not like you know just a outsider looking in you would think that there's not much to it and you just pull the trigger and you aim right you know but yeah. there's a little bit more to it and when you start getting good good groups like that um you know it's it's really rewarding so but the savage access that i got like that's one of them that i did a lot of reading on before because I was on a budget, you know, I didn't want to spend too much, you know, I just wanted something to kind of start out that, you know, got good reviews. And it did, it had good reviews. They were comparing it to, you know, some competition rifles for long range. So I was like, oh, you know, I mean, it can't be bad. So yeah, definitely it worked out and I've been happy with it. So yeah. 308 caliber you can't really go wrong with that right right so what's the farthest you've shot 
Um, so let's see. I would, it's almost 600. Okay. So I would wow. like to go further, yeah. you know, and yeah, have the opportunity someday. So that's awesome. Yeah. We just did a hunt. Um, me, Ted Nestor, Chance Brown, mm-hmm. and a buddy of mine um, who's a guide, Austin Pressy, and mm-hmm. we did an, a West Texas all dad hunt. Mm-hmm. And Chance and Ted both brought 308s, and we were expecting, you know, 600, 700, 800 yard shots. And mm-hmm. we actually had an opportunity. We saw some all dad at about 1,200 yards, and mm-hmm. none of us were comfortable you know, right right it's one thing to shoot at a target at that distance but to shoot at a live animal yeah uh, you know but we were you know we were actually our last day we were walking through a riverbed and we were looking up on the canyon and mm-hmm. four guys that's been camping together for a couple of days and hanging out like mm-hmm. we were picking on each other pretty bad and we told ted we're like you can't even you probably can't hit that rock up there right right and he's like, which one? There's millions of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so we spent a better part of probably 30 minutes just like this rock, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. I get the video camera out, and we're like, you know, and it ended up being like 500 and some yards, 580, nice. I think. Okay. And first shot, he hits it. Second shot, he nice. hits it. Nice. And I'm like, okay, never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely fun, though. Yeah, we had a good time. We didn't kill yeah. anything that trip, but we right. had a, just a really fun time. And right, right. Yeah, it's nice to be, you know, somewhere where you have that kind of space and range, you know, because around here, you can, when you're out hunting, you know, usually the opportunity to shoot that far doesn't really present itself, you yeah. know. So, yeah. 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 So most of the people that listen to the podcast, they're hunters or they're fishermen, they're outdoors people. But Mm -hmm. let's say someone stumbled upon this podcast and Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, I'm on the fence. You know, Mm -hmm. I I believe in the Constitution and, the, you know, what what are some things that maybe an outsider that's not necessarily pro 2A, but not anti 2A, but what's some things that, I know you brought some stats with you. Right. Um, what are some things that maybe like numbers and statistics that you could throw out to them as far as why the second amendment is important, mm-hmm. why ARs are not bad guns, they're right. not the assault rifles, so to speak. Like what are some things that you would maybe yeah. bring up? Um, so I think everyone just tries obviously to come you know to the topic of guns and self-defense wanting less lives lost so the goal is you know a lot of times the thinking it well if we just ban this kind of gun that's getting labeled as you know the worst most scary gun causing the most deaths in the united states um then we'll solve the problem but statistically that's not accurate Um, If you look at FBI stats for the United States, there's roughly um, 13,600 gun murders per year, which, you know, one is too many. But when you look at lives saved um, with the use of a firearm for self-defense, the number from the FBI stats is 1.6 million plus. So that's wow. 1.6 million plus, you know, lives yeah. most likely saved because of the use of a firearm. Um, so, you know, a lot of people come back at that. Well, if we just ban all guns and then no one would have a gun and, you know, they want 
need it necessarily for self-defense. Um, but more people are stabbed to death than are shot. So just if we get rid of all guns, you know, you're not just eliminating the risk right. of someone harming you in that way to that extent. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So I didn't know that that number was that large, that high. That right. 1.6 million plus. Right. So quick math is that's like less than 1% right? mm-hmm. are basically killed via a gun. So, right. Wow. Um, and, and when it comes to, you know, what people say is an assault rifle, that's kind of what gets all of the attention. You know, that's what we see on the media is getting labeled as, you know, this bad gun we need to do away with. Um, really, it's when it when you look at the stats, it's 3% or less of all gun deaths in the United States. So we're singling out a rifle that you know, really holds the lowest responsibility for deaths in the United States. So it's, you know, when you really look at the numbers, um, for me, it's hard to justify the focus on that. So an assault rifle, um, I mean, AR stands for Armalite Rifle. You know, it doesn't stand for assault rifle like a lot of people think. And it looks different. Um, people want to ban the the thirty round magazines or limit it to you know ten round clip. Um, even that, I mean, you know, like the amount of time it takes to change out a magazine is so minimal yeah. that it's really not going to have that big of a impact on you know on a on an active shooter if if one was using that kind of rifle. So yeah. so yeah. But you hear, uh, you know, the media talk about it and certain, you know, people in the political world and it's singled out. Yes. So wrongly so. And I think there's been certain instances where they blamed an AR-15 in some sort of mass shooting and it wasn't even present. Right. It seems like anymore it's just a talking point Mm -hmm. because they think that that's what other gun control advocates want and people... You know, we we talked a little bit before we started recording that people are scared of something because they don't understand it. Right. And if more people did understand this, you know, that Mm -hmm. guns are, they can be weapons, absolutely, but more than anything, they're a tool. Right. Used properly, they're a great tool. Right. They can be a fun tool. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think it's, I still keep coming back to that statistic. That's staggering to me. Yeah. 1.6 million times mm-hmm. that a gun was used to save a life it's huge yes. and it's not focused on at all or, or really even acknowledged you know so i feel like especially from a a, a female perspective you know yeah that's really huge because if 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 i'm in a situation where you know i'm the smaller person which is likely and and i i find myself or you know am threatened then you know, 1.6 million. Yeah. I mean, odds are pretty good. If if you're carrying and you've put the training and the time into it, um, you know, a lot of times you don't even necessarily have to use the weapon, but just having it and pulling it is enough to yes. stop an attacker. So absolutely. And mm-hmm. when when we were buying April's first 
um, EDC, we we got her the Ruger SR22, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said, "Well, that's not enough gun, you right? Know, if they're on drugs or if this, if mm-hmm. that." And I'm like, yeah. "Well, there's a ten round mag, right? She keeps one in the chamber. She's got eleven rounds." Mm-hmm. I said. 11 well-placed shots will do really well. I said, mm-hmm. but that's that's in a, you know, a normal setting, you know, in a high-stress setting. Who knows? Right. If that's, I said, but with the minimal recoil, mm-hmm. that could help in that scenario. I said, but mm-hmm. we're, we're really missing the point here. We're hoping that just her having it right. could deter anything from ever happening. You know, if right. you pull it. Obviously, be prepared to use it if mm-hmm. you do pull it. But once you pull it, hopefully the situation becomes null right. and void. Right, so. right. And, you know, I think the statistics, you know, don't really specify. But I think, you know, obviously, I think that happens a lot because yeah. a lot of attackers aren't necessarily expecting someone to be caring, you yes. know, and they're taken off guard. Um, even with some of the mass shooters, you know, they even say in their own words, they most mass shootings happen in gun-free zones. Yes. And the mass shooters, you know, have stated beforehand that they target that area because they know that there's not going to be any guns present yeah. on anyone. So I think, you know, a lot of times just having that or, you know, as a visual is you know, it's better than not having it. Right. So, yes. yeah. And when it comes to caliber, I mean, you know, because when I was reading on which caliber I wanted to get um, as my first concealed carry, um, I read a lot of different articles, you know, and it was very similar, you know, like don't carry anything less than a nine millimeter because yeah. it's not going to be enough, you know. Um, and obviously you want something with the most stopping power, yes. but you also need to be comfortable with it too. Yes. So I think if you're, you know, unsure or you want to get comfortable with something just to start lower and that's a start and you could always work your way up yep. too. So, yeah. And, and that's what April did. You know, she got used to shooting a pistol mm-hmm. and then we actually went with a 380. We got her the Kimber Micro 380. Nice. Yeah. She shoots it pretty good. It's still a little jumpy yeah. because of its... The, the size, size. Of it. yeah so we end up getting her a ruger um oh daggone it 1911 SR, okay SR nice. 1911 mm-hmm. and uh it's in nine millimeter mm-hmm. and she shoots it really good yeah um, i don't like shooting with her because me and her are very competitive <laughs> so, well that's a good thing though <laughs> yes um, keep each other sharp <laughs> yeah but she's like she can't just win uh-huh. She has to win and let me know that she's won. <laughs> oh, I like her. <laughs> yeah. So she's uh same thing with archery. I mean, uh-huh. I, I tell her I taught her everything she knows, <laughs> so I get credit for that. Right. She's just getting better than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has surpassed. Yeah. Good um, for her. That's awesome. And, and I think, too, women in general are mm-hmm. better at a lot of things. Right. Because one, I think it's just a natural ability but mm-hmm. then too like guys have egos right like i go into this like <laughs> i've got to beat her <laughs> and she's just like i'm i'm gonna beat you but i'm gonna have fun doing Focused. it yeah. yeah yeah and uh so she's really good at it and so like good. her 
you know, her, she'll probably be like, don't tell people what I carry. But she does carry a 380 and a 9mm. Uh-huh. You know? and, uh-huh. uh, we, we, we do have three kids at home. And so mm-hmm. we, we have to be very mindful about where right. we store our, our concealed carries. But right. we have safes when we're not... Um, when they're mm-hmm. not on us right and so but yeah she's uh she she carries the nine millimeter and the 380 what what do you carry the same and i was okay. just gonna say that um so first i got the 380 um smith and wesson and i really liked it same thing um that you said that was a little jumpy yeah. and just because of the size you know um so when i talk to women about like when they're wondering what they should get it's you know you don't really know how you're going to like it until you shoot it you know what the recoil is really going to be like so you think of 380 it's you know less than a nine millimeter so you're expecting less almost but it's a little more jumpy just because like gun and you know size so um i also have the nine millimeter and i i really like that too shoots really smooth so and it it fits in my hands really nice so yeah yeah Yep, I like both. And it kind of depends on, like, you know, she could probably say the same thing, the outfit for the day, you know? <laughs> like, how baggy? Can I go with a bigger one, or do I have to go with my smaller one? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that, for that's sure. That's great, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I actually got into, I like a chest harness. Mm-hmm. Or a okay. holster. Okay, okay. And uh, so, I carry that a lot for my 45 when I'm hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to not carry, especially like during bow season and things like that. But then I got to right. thinking, especially since I started hunting in Texas a lot because there are wild hogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I need something that I can get to quickly. And right. it fits perfect behind my bino bi- harness. And mm-hmm. so um, I either carry my 45 so okay. I have a CZ 97BD. I probably shouldn't tell everybody what all these different guns I have. Same. Um, oh, well. According to the FBI, I only have two guns. <laughs> Same. There was a terrible boating accident. When, when people post that on Facebook, I'm like, the first time I saw it, it was funny. Yeah. And then I'm like, and every time I've seen it since then, it's still funny. But I'm like, right, what right. are the chances that we all had a boating accident? I know, and we really shouldn't have to have any boating accidents right. in the United States, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I do, like, I understand why some people want different gun control, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, to a degree, like, I don't right. agree with any of them, but I try right. to see from their side, like you talked yes. about, try to be open-minded about it, mm-hmm. but, like the the national registry and yeah. you know you can't transfer this gun to this person without going through a background check all these different things and mm-hmm. like, they've infringed upon so many of our rights yeah they, they have and we're it's like we're okay with it though is the problem right. like right. i'm not right but as a society we've become okay right right, right. i think um you know, there's just a lack of focus on the magnitude of the issue. Because, yeah. you know, like mentioned, we mentioned earlier, um, if it wasn't for the Second Amendment, there really is no First Amendment. Yeah. That Second Amendment's really there to, to protect our rights in general. Um, and freedom of speech, the United States is, is the only nation in the world that really has freedom of speech. And, you know, it is a re- recognized as a right. Yeah. And without the Second Amendment, you know, People kind of think that you're 
fringe or radical, you know, if you yeah. if you stand for the Second Amendment, like, oh, you know, that would never happen in the United States. They're never going to take our rights away. And it's like, you really need to read history, yeah. you know, because you're a little, um, I don't know, there's no reason why what's happened in history can't, couldn't happen to us. And our founders were extremely smart people. They were escaping tyranny and they came to the United States and they wanted to prevent that from happening here. And this, the second amendment is really the foundation of that. Yeah. Without that, I mean, it just, you know, it all crumbles. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the people that are naive, it's like, okay, I understand that you're naive and it's okay. Like, right. I, but don't force me yeah. to be naive with you because I know. I've, like you said, like read a history book and, and right. just look at what other countries have done. And for the people to say, oh, you know, they'll never do that here. Mm-hmm. Look at, and, and I try to not listen to too much um, media. Yeah. But if you look at what all has happened lately with Elon Musk and Twitter mm-hmm. and all the things that they have done, mm-hmm. and it's like... This is something that, like, it's it's happening. Like, right. you can't say that they'll never do it because they're currently doing it. Right. And they're just doing it without public knowledge. Yes. Know? And, and, you know, the founders, you know, in a lot of the writing and speeches that they gave, they said that our freedoms would be taken away little by little, yeah. you know, instead of this all-out, you know, assault on freedom. And really, that's what's happening. And if we're not vigilant and paying attention, it's just going to get worse and worse. And it's, you know, now we have gun laws, you know, in in states and, you know, like New York and Connecticut. And I'm like, you know, here praying, you know, don't happen, you know, in Pennsylvania um, because it's just being infringed upon little by little. So, yeah. And I've said multiple times, Pennsylvania is between Maryland and New York, some of the most strictest gun laws in the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, I have to travel through West Virginia, Maryland, and then into Pennsylvania. Okay. And so I am, I, you know, if, if you're a state trooper in the state of Maryland and you see me traveling, know that mm-hmm. I am compliant. <laughs> but I go the speed limit and right. I make sure I have fuel before I get to the Maryland line and yep. I, to get me through the Maryland line because <laughs> I don't want to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get pulled over a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like to drive fast. Same here. <laughs> and so, but when I get to Maryland, I set cruise control at the speed limit. Yeah. You know, I've got like a 12 mile stretch and I'm like, yep. just be on your best behavior for 12 miles. <laughs> I know. And it's like, how did it get to this point? You know, it's really just, it's a shame. Um, I look at states where they have, you know, put in all these all these gun laws and restrictions and it's the same thing when you look at statistics it's like the crime rates soar so it's really you're no better off and there's still guns the criminals still get guns so there's still a lot of gun violence and you really can't rationalize it so what and it's hard to say what do you think that person is thinking but do you think that you, just your opinion. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, a certain party, the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. wants more violence? Do you, or do you think that they're naive enough to think right. that they are making a difference? 
Uh, sometimes I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. You know, it's like when you look at uh, the cities with the highest crime rates, a lot of them also have the highest gun rates and yeah. gun fatalities. You know, you, you look at Chicago. Yeah. And the statistics are so obvious and in your face. I mean, you know that the governor knows them and you know that state representatives are aware yeah. and you know it's like are they just ignoring or are they just trying to pander to people who they know are naive yeah. you know and gonna vote for them because they want stricter gun laws you know i think it sound it's something that sounds nice um to people who aren't well educated yeah. on you know like you say 1.6 million people who protected themselves using a firearm like that's huge yeah. um but it's not acknowledged so so do you think that that's something that us as second amendment enthusiasts and, mm-hmm. and maybe i shouldn't call it second amendment enthusiasts second amendment supporters mm-hmm. right is that something that we need to do better at like hey because that's a statistic that i yeah. know nothing about yeah you know maybe that's some, is that how we start combating this i think so i mean it's it's hard <laughs> And, you know, people still argue with reason, but it's hard to argue with facts, you know, and it's just it's hard facts. Um, If if we could ban all guns and, you know, have no deaths like, you know, like that would be great. But that's not reality. The statistics are so far from that even being a reality. It actually, you know, when you look at them there's more benefits to allowing people the right to bear arms than there are cons. So more lives are saved. It protects us from tyranny of the government, you know, and, and I look at countries like Ukraine, their government, you know, banned guns. None of the Ukrainians could have a gun and then they get invaded by Russia, which, you know, isn't their own government. It's, it's an outside threat, but still, it's the threat, you yep. know, for us, Second Amendment is for foreign and domestic threats. Um, and none of their people were able to protect themselves. They yep. didn't have a firearm. And here the United States is sending billions of dollars worth of, you know, what we would call those bad assault rifles, yeah. you know, and no one over in Ukraine is complaining that they're getting, you know, an assault type rifle like they're more than thankful i'm sure that they're getting something yeah it's 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 crazy to even think or even imagine of being invaded by a foreign country right and i think one of the main reasons why people or we haven't been you know i know there's been some terrorist attacks and things like that but um we haven't been outright invaded because they know right that majority of americans mm-hmm. have guns and there mm-hmm. are people like yourself and myself and many of our friends right who have enough <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <we> could, supply <laughs> yes absolutely yeah and uh you know Back to what we talked about earlier. We mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be like, oh, I had a boating accident. You know? <laughs> right. Because it would be so cool to be like, hey, I got this, 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 and right. this. And let all of your friends know. But right, you, right. You, you got to be quiet. Yeah. You know? it's yeah, like, it's like the same thing. I saw that meme and I thought it was funny. And then I'm like, wait, you know, like 
it's it's sad that we're to a point in this country where we have to think like that you know yeah. because it, it's not supposed to be that way no, so every every human being has the right to defend themselves you know no matter no matter what the threat um and our rights come from god not government so the government doesn't have the right to take those yep. take those away from yep. us so yeah man it's Hopefully, and I shouldn't use the word hopefully, like uh, having faith mm-hmm. to know that like the next generation and the generation after that, that they can grow up and say, I still have the right yeah. to own a gun yeah. because I, I don't fear, but I try to be realistic mm-hmm. in my understandings of things. And as a society, like we're... I don't want to say we're spiraling, but we're taking yeah. drastic measures. Yeah. And things are, you know, and I don't know. I, I try to not get too. I know. I know what you uh, mean. As far as like what's happening, because I, I think that, you know, to an extent, people mm-hmm. should have a right to express themselves, but mm-hmm. they shouldn't have it. It shouldn't be their right versus my right. Right. And so. Without the Second Amendment, as mm-hmm. you've said multiple times, we mm-hmm. don't have the First Amendment. And yeah. so I think that it's important. And Yeah, and the, the culture right now, you know, it's like if you aspire to be woke in society, yeah. the, the cool woke thing now is, you know, we'll just ban guns and there will be no violence and there will be no death from guns. And that's just not true. So it's like you're... You're really trying to hold the line on that and saying, no, this is actual facts and statistics, and we want to keep it this way for future generations so that they still have that right and to protect themselves, because otherwise we're just going down, really even going by the statistics, a much more dangerous road with more crime and, you know, criminals still getting guns. So, yeah. And. As hunters, we, we need to look at it because if they start coming for a specific gun mm-hmm. and they're successful, right? then they're going to start taking all guns yeah. as, as they've done in other right. foreign countries. Well, and, yeah, and, and they act like, you know, the AR, you know, is what they want to ban. So generally that means that there would be a buyback, which would be forced. You know, you don't yeah. have the option. You have to. Um, but then it comes down to, well, why that gun? Well, it's a semi-auto, you know, and most handguns are semi-automatic. So that would be your, you know, your handguns. And, and where do you draw the line on that? You know, and who gets to say? Yes. So it's, it's dangerous territory to be, to be dancing around, I feel like, you know, and people may think that people like me who are so passionate about this topic are a little crazy or you know too much but it's like you know if if we don't stand up for that now you know yeah. we're just gonna lose that so absolutely mm-hmm. now's not a time to be lukewarm right it's it's really not um, right and we we've see it in so many different areas of life you know mm-hmm. i mean not to get on a political rant here, but mm-hmm. you, know, you got abortions, you've got right. a lot of things that 
people are they're passionate about mm-hmm. we need to be just as passionate about as well that's right and so if we can combat their passion with our passion mm-hmm. may the best man win <laughs> right and right typically the people with guns win so. <laughs> yeah in the end you know <laughs> just what matters <laughs> so i you know and people know you know where i stand on the topic because i'm pretty vocal about it um so a lot of times people who are in disagreement with me are offended by you know the 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 stances that i have on it will generally bring it up and um you know i i try to just have a conversation around like the facts and statistics kind of like we've done today on on the topic um and you can see it kind of sink in, you know, yeah. or where they're 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 accepting the fact that they they aren't really that knowledgeable when it comes to you know banning banning something altogether yeah. that should be someone's right. So they have to kind of take a step back and reprocess. It's just still hard for them to totally change their point of view on that. So, and even like with hunters that i know you know they're so i went to um the nra convention and it was in atlanta and i was on the flight home and there was other people who were traveling back home on my same flight from there that had attended uh and there was a couple hunters who were talking about different rifles that they saw and that they liked and they're like Oh yeah, and you know the the ARs, whatever. No one really needs one of those. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> like you just went to the NRA convention? You know, it's yeah. like it's we need to really broaden. Like the Second Amendment is not meant for hunting. It's you know, not, no. it, that's not what it's for. So even though you know we may enjoy hunting and appreciate that we have our rifles to go and hunt with, that's not what what the second amendment is right. about so you know and it, there too i think a lot of people don't realize you you start banning the ar-15 it's gonna you know yep. flow into a lot of other rifles and Absolutely. handguns too so yeah it's a big issue i agree i agree so the nra convention in atlanta mm-hmm. that had to be a lot of fun yeah it was it was a lot of fun a lot of people there yeah yeah i would definitely attend again it was it was a good experience so have you been to a shot show yet i haven't i would love to go so we went i believe it was in 2012 okay out in vegas we had a really good time a Mm -hmm. lot of fun Mm -hmm. we ended up going to the golden moose awards and doing a bunch of different things with the outdoor industry okay and uh if i remember correctly because it's been a it's been 12 years now or Mm -hmm. 10 years now Mm -hmm. um I think it was like four floors of nothing but guns. Oh, wow. That must have been awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were young. We'd only been married for about five years at that time. So we Mm -hmm. were still pretty broke. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I was dream building. Walking (laughs) through there, I'm like, I'd love to have this gun. I'd love to have this gun. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my buddy, Ted, he's going out this year. And unfortunately, I've got other commitments, so Mm -hmm. I can't. Right. And I'm like, tag on. And he's like, man, just go. (laughs) We would love to, but 
trust me, I can't. Yeah, so. yeah, and it's tough to have to say no to that, it you is. know, once you know how nice it is. And even just at the NRA convention, one of the nice things was just getting to talk to the manufacturers, you know, and if you really have questions about the firearms that they have there, it's like they're right there, yeah. you know, you can ask anything that you want. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So normally when I close, mm-hmm. I ask people, if they could hunt anywhere in the world, where would mm-hmm. they go and what would they kill? Okay. So I'm going to, you can answer that if you want. <laughs> or I will say, or I'll ask you, if you could go anywhere in the world uh-huh. and shoot any weapon that you want. Oh my goodness. Where would you go and what would you do? <laughs> you just open Pandora's box. <laughs> uh, if I could shoot any weapon, um, well, I would really love to be in a tank. <laughs> okay. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be the coolest experience ever. Um, if I could go hunting anywhere for any animal, I've never gone hawk hunting. And honestly, I would just love to go hawk hunting from a helicopter. That would be like dream come true. So. That would be very fun. I've yeah. seen like Ted Nugent go do it. Uh, yeah. Pig Man. I've seen a bunch of different episodes on TV. And- yeah. I could only imagine. Like, take your AR, right? Yeah. Shooting from a helicopter yeah. would be so much fun. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, helicopter hog hunt. So <laughs> yeah. There you have it. Well, Rebecca, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, likewise. And, you know, I'm glad you came prepared with statistics and, mm-hmm. you know, numbers don't lie. Right. And I've had a really good time talking about the Second Amendment and mm-hmm. what it means to us. Mm-hmm. And, and so... I hope you have a a Merry Christmas. Thanks. You do the same, you and your family. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And to all of our listeners, we thank you for your love and support. Keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.